We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nikhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night and we are women. Beauty redefined. If you've been part of our community for a while, you know that I am a huge fan of self-care, feeling and looking our best from the inside out. I am so excited to share with you part of my own wellness journey with a wonderful studio that truly focuses on you becoming your healthiest self inside and out. This podcast episode is sponsored by Olivia Wellness, a wellness studio that I've been going to for close to a year now and I'm a huge fan of. We all want to feel and look our best from the inside out. That means glowing skin, a healthy immune system, increased energy, and less bloating and inflammation. Olivia Wellness is a wellness studio located in Herald Square in Hoboken, New Jersey, dedicated to detoxification and self-care with services in colon hydrotherapy and lymphatic drainage. Colon hydrotherapy is used to eliminate toxins, leading to a healthier body and reduced inflammation from the inside out. Paired with Olivio's signature 60-minute lymphatic drainage massage and you're in for a relaxing day of detoxing. You deserve to feel your best. Visit oliviawellness.co. That's A-L-I-V-I-O-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot C-O and use code CARMELA10 for $10 off individual service. I am so excited to have TV producer, host, and on-air talent, Sir Lenny Salvador on the podcast today. So Lenny shares her journey from childhood to moving to the U.S. She talks about the power of our words, how our words create our reality, and how she dreamed of being a TV host since she was five years old. Sir Lenny shares how conducting 20 interviews a week helps train her to be in front of the camera, and how being in front of the camera really takes a lot of confidence and self-work. She shared how she learned to see the value and beauty in herself, even during the moments that she wasn't feeling beautiful and how she uses her natural ability to see the good in other people as a way to reflect her own self-love. We spoke about how we all have something beautiful about us, and sometimes the work is about discovering and focusing on the beauty that's already there. Sir Lenny shares how she utilizes affirmations to encourage and remind herself of her worth every morning, and discusses the moments she feels most comfortable in her own skin, and why her inner circle is so small. Sir Lenny shares common themes and insecurities she saw during her interviews with celebrities and some of the most beautiful people on TV. You'll get to hear how her persistence and putting herself out there got her her first TV job and advice on how you can accomplish your dreams. Let's dive on in. So as a child, I was a very active child. My mom, my aunt one time, like, took the timer to see how long I'm going to stay seated. And it literally was like two seconds. So I was super active. I never stay in one place 
for a very for a long time and also um growing up i was already playing become being like a host i remember i have a cousin she always played to being a mom and now she has two childs two children already and she was the one who was playing to being a mom and, and that mom role model but in my case i always was already becoming a tv host when i was just five years old so i growing up also being with a single mom because my mom got divorced from my dad when i was one years old and she remarried when i was eight but for the first eight years of my life i was it was just my mom and, and i wow wow so you were raised in can you pronounce it for me because i'm totally gonna mess it up paraguay <laughs> i born and raised in paraguay in asuncion the capital of paraguay um that is we are the heart of south america so I, I am 100% Latina. I grew up in South America as well. And I came to the U.S. 11 years ago for, for well, I studied English, my master. And I have been living in, in this area, in New York City, for, for 11 years already. Wow. So was it your dream to come to the U.S. and be a TV host here? Or you just ended up coming? No, that is a very funny, that is a very good question and, and a very funny question because I never dreamed to come to United States at all. My initial plan was to go to Australia and get my English in a very good um, level and then go to Malaysia for my master's. So never United States was on my plans, but I can tell you that when I was nine years old, yes, eight or nine, my mom already told me like, okay, mija, you have to learn to do the things in the home. Um, thanks God, I grew up in a household where we have people that help us all over with like making the food and cleaning the house and all of that stuff. But even though that we have help, my mom was like, no, Mija, you have to learn how to iron your things. You have to learn how to clean the dishes because one day, nine years old, one day you're going to study abroad and usually in another country, there are no help and I don't want you to suffer. So you have to learn this. And it was like, oh my mom, this is so boring. I don't want to do it. There is so many people that can do this for me. What I have to do it. And it was like complaining and iron the things and learning how to iron properly. But at the end, my mom was right. I ended up coming. Well, my mom put the seat on my, on my head, I, I guess. And I ended up coming, well, in the in United States to to study for my master's, and and here I am, eleven years after. Wow! Wow! So, could you talk about your journey from starting from moving here and getting your degree and and you know getting on TV because you've you've accomplished a lot in eleven years, you know? Thank you so much. I uh, that's so sweet of you to say. Yes, it wasn't easy and it was a long journey. It's a journey that not only you have to be good at what you do and you just have to be prepared and study for it. It's also a mental and a personal journey to be able to put yourself in front of camera. It's not that it's enough to have a degree. You have to pass so many self-discovering and self-assurance 
to be able to be in front of camera. Being in front of camera can be very intimidated and it can be very a scary place place to be because while you become a public figure, all your life is, well, not all your life, but most part of your life is, is open. You are not a private person anymore. And even though that you can, you can say, ah, but you are not ugly. Uh, you are kind of pretty. That's easy. No, you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe who you are inside to project that on the outside. It's not enough to be kind of a pretty face if you are feeling ugly on the inside. You have to feel that you are beautiful and you have to be a beautiful person on the inside to project that on the outside. So at the beginning, I, my dream always was to become a TV host and to work on TV and, and, and as an actress as well. And so that's why I studied I study, um, communication. I did a master's degree in communication in the States. Um, and I stayed, I started from be, being first uh, a TV producer, a video producer. So I learned everything um, behind the camera. Everything that you can learn about how to produce a show behind the camera was the beginning for my, my journey. I learned everything from how to produce, how to answer, how to do the questions, how to frame, to look good on camera, how to make the person proper questions so they can answer you in a short, because in TV everything has to be short, so how to ask a question um, in order to them to answer you in a, in a short answer. And I did, for um, an international channel about 20 interviews per week um, for almost three or four years. So that was a very good training for me to be behind the camera and then to, to pursue being in front of camera when I feel ready and when I treat myself inside out to, to say, okay, now I can, go, I can go in front. And now I'm confident enough to go in front of camera. Um, and to project myself in a way that that people can respect what I say. Wow! Yeah, so you've really been all like give an all around um, you know experience within the TV industry because you started as a producer to learn. So did did you start as a producer because you wanted to learn, or that was your way and like your foot on the door? No, that was the way that that I found more easy to, to, after all, to understand the whole industry um, and then to go in front of camera. Um, I felt that if I could understand what, what, what is going on behind, I'm not just going to be the pretty face that somebody else tell me what to say, but I also I will have something to add value when I'm in front of camera. Because when you don't know what happened behind the camera, you cannot add more value so when you learn everything behind, you can add value to your work and not just be, okay, this is what you need to say and this is what I want you to say. No, you actually can not listen. This is why I feel that it's going to be best for the show. This is how I think that the show is going to look better. But because at the end of the day, everything that is um, in, in, in terms of like TV industry or even movie industry is a work effort. It's not 
it's not just the person who is in front of the camera who is shining. Or it's not just the person who is in front of the camera who is important. Every single step of the way in a production is important. From the person who put you the mic, the engineer who put you the mic, the light, the camera people. Like, it's a team effort. And if we all do the job in a proper way, all of us is going to shine because the show is going to shine. So when you understand that, it's not just to be snobby or arrogant and say, oh, no, I'm in front of the camera, I'm more important. No, you are just in front of the camera. You are, you are just one piece of the puzzle to become like a, the perfect puzzle. Wow, I love that. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And, and it's super important to remember that just shows the importance of every single person within the team. You know, so you, you mentioned earlier about needing to feel, you know, that inside out confidence before you get on camera. So what have you done to help yourself improve in feeling beautiful? Because obviously you are a beautiful woman on the outside. And how have you, you know, worked on yourself from the inside to, to, to project that on the outside? Oh my God, it's having like a really long journey for me to discover who really am. And I I'm still feel that in, in that process. And I think that evolution and, and becoming a better person as a person, as a human being, shouldn't be a, just a seasonal thing. It should be like a constant improving on ourselves. So for me, was as I told you, it wasn't just being beautiful from the outside because there was a season that I wasn't confident enough to go in front of, of camera. So I have to learn many things. I have to learn about other people and the value of other people and to see other people as well and to love other people. So through loving others, I was also loving myself. And to see the value in other people, I was also seeing that how I can help others through this platform. So for me, um, becoming a, a public figure or being in front of camera wasn't just for, for vanity or just because I wanted to be in front of camera. And still, for me, the most important thing is how I can contribute to, to other people's life, how I can make somehow in a small little tiny mini portion, the world a better world. And, and for that, I had to think in, 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 my own, um, in, my, in my own weakness. What, what are the things that I don't feel confident enough? What are the things that I feel that I, I, was, I can get jealous or, or something? So for me, that journey was like from seeing, like from some, everyone, we, we all of us have our journey. So sometimes when we're very young, you are comparing yourself to other people and why, why I'm not, why I didn't born with this nose? Why I didn't born with, with like um, another type of shape? Why I didn't born with, well, my thing was the nose, most of the <laughs> so for me, that's why I didn't work with a smaller nose. And then you realize that, that that doesn't matter. That really doesn't matter. That, of course, um, there is like, there is a study um, 
that science do about the perfect body and how the symmetry of the perfect face. And obviously there is a symmetry of the perfect face. But even though that sometimes you may not have the perfect symmetry according to what science says of the perfect face, um, if you feel beautiful, if you feel that what you are saying is more important than what you are look, that is that is powerful. And at the end of the day, that is what it really matters. How you feel and how you can contribute to other people's life. And even though that you may not have the perfect nose or the perfect breast or the perfect eyes, or you don't have the blue eyes that you wanted to have, or you don't have, you are not blonde as much as you want it to be, or you are too white, or you are too dark. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What it really matters is, is how you feel inside and how you project that beauty from, from inside out, how you treat other people, how you love other people, how you treat yourself in order to love people more and to treat people well as well. Yes, totally agree. And I love what you said about your journey in regards to seeing the good in other people and seeing what you love about other people, because that's like a mirror ex- exercise. You know what I mean? Then you start seeing it in yourself. So that's really, that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful um, to realize also, which, which goes along with my next thought, which is, you know, um, when sometimes we, we tend to judge ourselves more harshly than others And something that's really cool to do when you feel that way is to think to yourself, like, if I was someone else, how would I see myself right now? And usually, which goes along with what you were saying, you know, usually you're going to say, oh, they're so beautiful. Like, I I didn't even notice that pimple, right? I didn't even see that whatever imperfection. Um, And then if you think like that, then you start appreciating your own beauty and not being so nitpicky about the little things, you know? I believe me that I 100% agree on what you're saying, especially that sometimes we are very hard with ourselves. So we have to, and I, I am very like super perfectionist and very exigent with everything that I do. And I am very hard on myself as well. So for me, that is also an exercise that I do every day to try to treat myself well, to speak to me well. Because sometimes we are like, I personally, when, when you realize the powers of words, you start to use those words, not just for you, but for other people. So for me, I learn over the time to be a big encourage. So I try to, when I, when I are around people, I try to, to see the goodness in people because at the end of the day, we are all here trying to fight our own journey, trying to find our way. So I'm trying always to, to see how beautiful that person is and the good of that people and what, what I see good about that person. And yes, I agree that sometimes that is hard to do in ourselves, that is hard to 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 tell sometimes. Like in my case, um, I always watch every single interview that I do, or every single time that I go in TV, and I, I was like, oh my god, I didn't do well this time. I did. I should be better on this. I should go like this other angle. I should 
I should like project this other angle of, on this inform. So I, I am very hard on myself as well. So every morning for me is a routine to, to do some, to speak myself good things because the world outside is hard enough. Um, and if we don't remember to have this routine to speak good things about us and to, to look at us in the mirror and say, okay, perfect. That doesn't win exactly how I wanted to, but I did my best. Okay, perfect. Um, that wasn't my best interview, but I'm going, I can, I can be better next time in this way. I can. And I, I constantly, like every morning, honestly, like every morning, I repeat myself, you are enough. You are good. You have, you have everything that you need to succeed. You are beautiful because sometimes believe me that I feel the ugliest dog in the pot, like literally. <laughs> So sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I gained some weight. What am I going to do with my weight? Oh my God. And it seems like ridiculous, but as a woman, like overweight can fluctuate sometimes so much that you feel like so ugly. Oh my God, I'm so ugly today. So I have to remind myself, I'm not ugly. I'm beautiful. I am capable. I'm powerful. I can do anything that I put my mind on. I am organized. I am persistent. I am courageous. So I repeat myself every day and I try my best, honestly, my best, because sometimes <laughs> I'm not doing perfect to treat myself well, because when you love yourself, then is when you can love other people. Because when you hate yourself, you start to hate everyone too. It's true. Yeah, there's no one way. Like you can't love everyone and not love and hate yourself. It doesn't work. You can't. Yeah, well, I should say the opposite way. Really, you can't hate yourself and love everyone. But I love what you were saying about giving yourself encouragement and at the same time self love and being being having that reality check because you still know what you have to improve on. So you're not saying, "Oh, I'm perfect." You're just saying, "I'm human. I'm human." I'm amazing and I still have things to improve on, which is fantastic. That's, that's wonderful. And, you know, people are, I'm sure are going to be shocked to hear that you, some have those days that you feel, you know, that you feel, I hate to say ugly, but I was going to say not beautiful, you know, but um, it's, it's crazy, but you know, it's, it's true. The most beautiful women have their days and their moments and don't love everything about themselves. So I'm curious to, to hear because you've also, you know, you mentioned that you used to interview 20 women a week, 20 people a week, I'm sorry, um, at one point. So I'm sure a lot of those, those people were, were women and they were very beautiful because we're talking about celebrities and public figures and TV, people on TV. What is the common theme that you saw time and time again with these women um, in regards to the way they felt about themselves? Tamara can be very intimidated. Being in front of camera is, again, one of the most intimidated things that a human being can pass through, men and women. But for women, they were start to feel unconfident the second that will be got in front of camera. And it doesn't matter if they were the most beautiful woman as you ever seen. They were like, oh my God, what do you feel? Do you think that my makeup is okay? Do you feel my hair is fine? What about my jacket? My jacket is good. So that is the moment that you, you, we 
as a human being. And in my case, I have to for, for, forget completely about myself and focus on the person and focus on make that person feel confident, feel good about themselves, feel like they can do whatever they wanted to do in life. So for me, it's like, a, again, a constant exercise that, and honestly, I love human beings. So I love people. I genuinely like, I remember one, one a person very close to, to me told me that I think that everybody is good, but that is just me. That is not a reality. But honestly, if you, if you can see through the person and if you know just a little bit about the journey of that person, you're going to see that that person is beautiful and that person is a good person. It's just sometimes the response or reaction that what happened to them that sometimes maybe they don't react or don't respond in a perfect way, but, but it's, it's just consequences of what they happen. So what I, I usually do for interview is like make sure that the person feel empowered and feel good and feel beautiful. And I make sure that Okay, if I see beautiful eyes, oh my God, your eyes are so beautiful. You look amazing. And they were like, oh, I just think so, but you know, my hair here, I don't have so much hair in this part. No, come on. I didn't even notice that. So I kind of diminish what they are not feeling confidence and put it like result or, or put it in a highlight what I found beautiful about them. Because at the end of the day, all of us, have something beautiful. All of us have some beautiful part of our face, our body, our attitude. We can be super funny. We can be like every person has something beautiful about them. So I trying to quickly catch what that thing is and make sure that the person knows. I love that. Is that what you do with yourself also? Because I know before you mentioned about your nose, right? That you wish you were born with a smaller nose. So is that what you do? Do you like try to minimize the things that you don't necessarily love and, you know, talk to yourself about the things that you do love about yourself? Do you do I that too? Yes. Yeah. So even like for makeup and everything, if you have beautiful eyes. Okay. So then in that case, put in more, more result your eyes. If you have beautiful lips, perfect. Put like, focus on that when you do your makeup so focus on the things that are that you know already that you love about yourself and feel confident about that and how you feel again I'm going to I repeated this since we started the interview but how you feel inside and if you're like okay perfect I may not have the perfect nail I may have this pimple here today but that is okay my eyes is going to be shine and then you you ended up shining all over and people can see that. And when I feel that, people tell me like, Sirlene, oh my God, you are shining. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> because for me, I never take for granted any compliment. I am one of those persons that I never going to say, I, I know already. No, I never going to take for granted. Even when I'm like 90, 95 years old, and I don't care. I'm going to always be that person who is going to be grateful and thankful for, for the people that, that, that encourage you and, and see the beauty in you. For sure. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, when do you feel the most comfortable in your skin? Well, I guess the moment that I feel more comfortable 
in, in my skin is when I surrounded by love. When I surrounded by people that, that I know that love me for who I am. That doesn't matter that I, I am with the most beautiful makeup and hair and, and clothes. Or if I'm with zero makeup and just with like jeans and t-shirts, I know that the people who love me are going to, to love me for who I am, um, no matter what I look. So for me, people that, are, that I choose to have around me are very important. So I choose people very carefully. Um, and my, my inner circle is very small because of that. Um, and I always make sure that, that the love is reciprocated. Yeah, I love it. It's so powerful. Speaking of that, how have the people in your life contributed to the way that you see yourself? That's very good that you are asking that question because <laughs> I, I cannot tell this enough how important it is to choose people well that, is, that are around you. There were a season in my life I didn't have the encourage or I didn't have the support that I was wishing for um, and that affects a lot on my performance that affects a lot on my career that affects on my way to even believe that I could ever be in front of camera so there was a season in my life that people around me were like Sirlene people who get in front of camera are so little. The percentage of people who can, if you put into like a bigger spectrum, how many TV shows are for real TV? There are just a few. How many people are in the world? How many people want that show? How many people wanted to be, to have that exposure? So people were like, that is not going to happen. Like just change your career and forget about that dream. And, and that was like constant and repeatedly and like, oh my God. And there was a point that I was like, oh my God, maybe it's, maybe it's not going to happen for me. Maybe I have to change my career. And I tried to change it. And I tried to explore other areas. But I could never forget my dream. I never could forget that my dream was to be in front of camera and to not just to be in front of camera, but to, to see how I can contribute to make somehow me a better person so then I can contribute to the world being a better place in a bigger platform. So even though that I was here all the time, forget about that dream, that is not going to happen for you. And sometimes it even is your own family. Sometimes it's even people very close to you who they, I'm sure they, they have the best intentions, um, but I have to put myself together and be strong. And I say, no, this is my dream. This is my journey and, and I'm going to try until like that if it doesn't happen for me i'm going to say okay perfect and i try and i did my best and i try it but if but what if what if it is possible 
What if it happened? What if, what if I ended up being in front of camera? And that is how I went to my country and I went with no contact, with nobody. I knew no one on the industry, door by door, channel by channel, going for like 15 channels, telling them, hi, I am Sir Lenny. This is my preparation. I want to speak with the higher manager. I wanted to speak with the, with the talent director one by one. After I get into one channel, that was my dream channel to be, that I is still part of that channel. And I arrived to the channel and I am not very tall. Like I'm super short. Like I am a tiny human being. I am a petite. So I went to the channel and it was like, hi, I am Sirlene Saldivar. I come from New York. I have a master degree in communication. I have experience in TV and I want to speak with your higher manager. And it was just like the security who was like in front of the channel, like making a conversation with me. And he was, he was like, oh, senorita, I cannot give you that information. And I was like, no, you are going to give me that information. <laughs> and the man, and I'm, I'm like tiny, again, tiny. The man was like gigantic. And he was like, he was looking at me, senorita, <sighs> no, I cannot, that is private information for the company. And I was like, okay, perfect. Do you want empanadas? I'm going to buy you empanadas. I, I'm going to buy you whatever you want with a soda or something. <laughs> In my country, we drink terere. So I told him, okay, I'm going to prepare for you a terere. And I'm going to buy you empanadas. And we are going to stay here forever until you give me some information. I'm not going to be moving from here until you, you give me at least the email of the director of talent. And the guy saw me like, Oh my God, this woman is not going anywhere. So I sit there and he was like, okay, one minute. And he sent me with another person and the other person was the same. Senorita, I know I cannot give you that information. That's private information for the company. And I was like, I'm going to tell you the same thing. We're going to eat empanadas here with your, <laughs> with your coworker. With, the three of us are going to eat empanadas with Terere because I'm not moving here until you give me some information. And then what was again? And then he was like, okay. And he put me on the phone with the, one of the directors and I spoke with the director by the phone and he agreed and gave me an interview. And after long story short, I, he ended up hiring me for TV and in front of camera. Wow, that's amazing. So for every woman who thinks that they cannot do it, you can do it. And you can do it better. And you can conquer every fear that you have. You can conquer every doubt that you have. And it doesn't matter how many people tell you that you cannot. When you put your armor and you go for the battle and you're like, I can do this. Stop to listen to the parking dog, dogs that are telling you that you can because dogs, dogs always are going to bark. But you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You cannot stop. 
until you reach where you wanted to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, backtracking just a little bit, you did mention that you believe that words create reality. So did you utilize that in, in getting this job? <laughs> I utilize that phrase and that in my entire life for everything that I want, for everything. I strongly believe that yes, work right reality. So what you say, how you say, to who you say, and when you speak to you, yourself and when you speak to others are going to become a reality. So we have to be very careful for what we say because words are powerful and words are not going just there in the air without any influence. They influence everything that happened in the world and around us. That's why we have to be careful to speak positively, to speak good, to be good, to be good, to be a good person and to treat people well, to be good with ourselves, to just speak what we want it to happen and don't even pronounce what we don't want it to happen. Because whether you like it or not, whether you believe or not, what you say sooner or later is going to become your reality, even though you don't want to. But if you say all the time, oh my God, that's never going to happen to me. I will never have that job or I will never have the perfect boyfriend or I will never get married. Guess what? You never will. But if you say every day, okay, today I went out and the day wasn't perfect, but it's wonderful because it's one less guy that is going to pull me closer to the one that is the right one for me. Or if, even for a job, you have like a denial or somebody say no to you when you apply for something. So you're like, oh my God, that's so great. That means that the next one, it can be the good one for me. That means that the next job is going to be better for me. That means that the next thing that happened to me, it is because I'm going to be more ready and I'm going to have more experience for the next opportunity that comes to my life. So instead of like regretting like, oh, why didn't I get that? I wanted that. See, things never happen to me. Things not going to fall for me. Things never get into the play for me. No, we have to change our, our storytelling for ourselves and tell, okay, perfect. It didn't happen now, but what did I gain? Now I have more experience. I know that question that that person asked me that, I didn't knew before. Now I know how I can answer better next time. Now I know that this type of guy actually doesn't, is, they are not a good fit, fit, fit for me. So probably I should readjust what I want for me and see that this, this guy, is, the next guy is going to be the perfect one. It's not that there is a perfect guy, but there is a perfect one, a perfect guy for, for each one of us. So we have to readjust and rethink how we tell our own storytelling and to make our own storytelling a positive one and a constructive one. Because what we tell to ourselves is what, at the end of the day, is going to create what we become. 100% agree. I 100% agree with you. 
And um, I mean, I, it's, you know, you're just, you're, you're living proof of that because, you know, <laughs> you are who you are because of what you told yourself and the words that you've brought out into real and made into a reality. Um, even starting with the whole self-love and loving and self-image thing, you know, from starting from that, that to being on TV, being in front of the camera. So it's, that's a really great lesson for people to internalize whoever's listening um, really don't underestimate the power of your words and your thoughts also, because that's where it starts. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. If you had one message to give over to the next generation of women, what would that message be? Make sure what is your vision in life? Make sure that you know where you're going and you know what you want. And make sure to update that vision every time that you reach your goal. Visualization is so important. At least it worked, not perfectly, but it worked well for me. I do my vision board and I always check after I reach that goal, when I reach that goal, and I put the day, I put the day when I, I make my vision, and then I put the day when I reach it. And then I update it every time that I reach that specific goal. And I cannot say this enough, how mind-blowing is to see exactly your vision becoming alive, but like exactly. It's unbelievable how amazing it is that the NPL, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, is so work, I mean, works so well that literally your brain is going to start to reach for the things that you, are, you wanted to and to, to, to try to make it happen. If you be, I believe also in God, so I feel, I think that, that God have a big um, influence on this. But if you don't believe in God, there is also science proof that neurolinguistic programming works. So make sure that your vision is the correct one and make sure to follow your vision, to be disciplined, to be persistent. Things are not going to happen out of magic. It's not like, I, I want this, I'm going to speak of it and then I'm going to visualize and I'm going to cross my arms and doing nothing. No, you have to be consistent. You have to be disciplined. You have to do every day things to move yourself forward, to learn yourself more, to, to put yourself in the correct track where you wanted to go in order to have the result that you wanted. As a marathonist, I learned the discipline of doing every single day one step, one mile more, and to be consistent. Because consistency in the long term is going to get you where you want to go. 100%. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, Zerlene? Well, they can find me on, on Instagram, Zerlene Saldivar. I am on Twitter. I am on LinkedIn as well. And I am on Backstage since I do some acting too. So yeah, pretty much in, in every platform um, on social media, they, they will find me um, as a Zerlene Saldivar. Perfect. We're going to link that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining today. This was so nice having you.
thank you so much for the invitation and and thank you so much for for all that you do for for many women and i'm sure that you have encouraged um, women around the united states and around the world and everyone who is listening to you thank you for your contribution to the world as well that's all for tonight thanks so much for listening connect with us on instagram facebook and tiktok at Carmela Cosmetics, that's Carmela with a K, and on our website, carmelacosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 